Welcome to the Catholics on Campus podcast, where certified Catholic mindset coach and college student development expert, Dr. Virginia Cook, provides practical tips and coaching to succeed in college while growing in your Catholic faith. And now, your host, Virginia Cook. Hi, friends. We know that with God, all things are possible. What if problems can bring us face-to-face with our weaknesses so that we might view living with the Lord's grace and virtue as the only alternative? In this episode, we will explore two critical issues affecting the success of traditional age college student, those 18 to 24 years old, and current high school students. The two issues are worsening mental health and lack of faith. It's apparent the enemy is working overtime to chip away at young people's ability to manage stress and anxiety, cultivate an interior life, and have a trusting relationship with the Lord. As a Catholic mindset coach, I help college students who want to grow in their Catholic faith as a foundation for happy, healthy, and holy relationships, vocations, and communities. I help students by teaching them how to untie the knots of indecision, worry, disordered beliefs, and lies heaped upon them by our secular modern society. The feelings of indecision, worry, disbelief stem from thoughts like, I chose the wrong major. I can't avoid sin when my friends are not striving for the same goal. There's no way I can pass this test or this class. I should have never joined this club. If I fail this class, I'll never graduate. Why did I think I was ready for college? I'm certain these thoughts sound very familiar to young people listening to this podcast. Thoughts like these keep students stuck in indecision, stifle ambition, limit perseverance, and encourage rumination while discouraging moving forward. These are all top challenges for college students. Now, what may be of less concern for some young people is turning away from their faith. The students I've worked with often don't see falling away from their faith as a problem. Students consider walking away from their faith as acceptable. Now, faithful adults might have a hard time convincing their students of the important role the Lord has in decision-making, character-building, and leading us to love one another. A Catholic perspective on the interplay between thoughts, feelings, and actions can keep students on the right path. As Titus 3.14 says, Our people must learn to devote themselves to doing what is good in order that they may provide for daily necessities and not live unproductive lives. Now, before moving on, I want to let you know that throughout this podcast, I will mention several authors and resources. You can find the links for them below in the show notes. So the mental health crisis affecting teens and young adults is in the news a lot. I recently read an article in the Washington Post which highlighted the results of a national study of students in public and private high schools. The study was done by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The CDC officials were quoted as saying, America's teen girls are engulfed in a wave of sadness, violence, and trauma, unquote. Stemming from growing up in a social media culture with impossible beauty standards, online hate, academic pressure, economic difficulties, self-doubt, and sexual violence. Now, Lisa DeMoor, 
a clinical psychologist at Case Western Reserve University. It's one of my alma maters. And she's the author of a book called The Emotional Lives of Teenagers Said. We're raising the best behaved generation of teenagers on record. They drive with seatbelts. They smoke less. They have less sex. They wear helmets. They do all the things that we did not do, unquote. And they are still struggling, even more than boys in some areas. First, I'll give you a couple of examples. Harvard psychologist Richard Weisbound, a moral development researcher and author, points out that that girls are more likely to respond to pain in the world by internalizing conflict and stress and fear. And boys are more likely to translate those feelings into anger and aggression, masking their depression. Second, the authors noted some of the most alarming data collected by the CDC involve the rise of suicidal thoughts among teen girls. 24% of teen girls have made a plan for suicide, while 13% have attempted it, almost twice the rate for boys. Third, Jean Twenge, who is a psychology professor at San Diego State University and author of the book iGen, said, Part of the problem is digital media has displaced the face-to-face time teens once had with friends and that teens don't get enough sleep. Adding to those influences are the hours teens spend scrolling social media. For young people listening to this podcast, it's likely that none of this information is new to you. These struggles have been your lived experience. It's behavior that you see every day with peers, on social media, and in the news. Recognizing the severity of the mental health crisis, more and more students are creating clubs focused on positivity, clean mental health, and peer support. At hundreds of college campuses, you'll hear of a secular support group called Active Minds. Active Minds was created over 20 years ago after a University of Pennsylvania freshman lost her older brother to death by suicide. Today, student leaders in Active Minds strive to encourage conversations around mental health issues and reduce negative stigma about seeking mental health resources. Similarly, the Jed Foundation provides resources to college campuses to strengthen emotional health of teens and adults. Paralleling the rise to mental health issues is the rise of young Americans who say they have no religious affiliation and who are leaving the Catholic Church. Ryan Burge, a political scientist at Eastern Illinois University and author of the book, The Nuns, N-O-N-E-S, Where They Come From, Who They Are, and Where They Are Going, is also a pastor of the American Baptist Church. Dr. Burge documented the decline in religious affiliation over the past 50 years. He noted, for example, in 1972, just 5% of Americans claimed no religion, while in 2018, that number rose to 23.7%, making the nuns as numerous as both Catholics and Evangelical Protestants. A Pew Research Center study found that for every one person who joins the Catholic Church, six are leaving. And in a 2016 essay, Bishop Robert Barron added that many of those who leave are the young. And lastly, citing a 2009 Pew Research study, the Catholic Focus Ministries website points out that almost 80% of those who leave the Catholic faith do so by the age of 23. Any way you slice it, the numbers remind us that there is a lot of work to be done. 
Now, before I move on, I want to give a shout out to Focus Ministries, who has been a beacon of hope on the higher education landscape for the last 20 years. Their missionaries offer outreach to Catholics on nearly 200 college and university campuses and provide opportunities for Bible study, prayer groups, sacraments, service, mission trips, and national conferences. Focus supports an immersive Catholic culture among college students that helps students deeply understand the richness of our faith and build a personal relationship with the Lord. I've linked to the Focus website in the show notes if you want to know which campuses they serve in the U.S. So how can we address the mental health crisis and encourage young people to stay Catholic and to grow in understanding of our rich faith? Now, that's kind of the million-dollar question. I think an important first step is to examine the thoughts and emotions that entice people to think negative thoughts about the teachings or traditions of our faith. As Catholics, we know that negative thoughts are not of God. Thoughts such as, it's not important to go to Mass, I don't get anything out of the homilies, I feel alienated by the teachings of the Church, I don't fit in, or I disagree with the church teachings on issues like abortion, same-sex relationships, or male-only priests are used frequently as excuses to leave the faith or to reduce the desire to actively participate. These thoughts can actively be brought through the reason cycle to determine how they serve us and lead us away from God's grace. Second, Students can increase their self-awareness through personal assessments, journaling, and gaining skills to manage their emotions, like the emotional processing we teach in Catholic Mindset Coaching. St. Athanasius, who's a doctor of the church and lived in the 4th century, said, No one can know God without knowing himself. Third, encourage students to interact in community with others. Matthew 18.20 reminds us, For where two or more are gathered in my name, there am I among them. College students need groups of like-minded, positive Catholics to learn with, to encourage and motivate one another. And researchers agree that developing a strong sense of belonging is central to promoting student success, engagement, and well-being in college. So why is it important for young people to lean on the sacraments and Catholic practices while in college? I can tell you anecdotally in the past 30 years that I've been working with college students, the most successful college students were those who were grounded in a strong faith and prayer life. Researchers are starting to quantify these observations. For example, a 2008 study by the Center for the Study of Catholic Higher Education found several positive behaviors correlated significantly with higher grades among what they called sacramentally active Catholics attending American Catholic colleges or universities. They defined sacramentally active Catholics as students who attend Mass at least weekly and participated in the Sacrament of Reconciliation at least once a year. Specifically, the researchers found that sacramentally active Catholics during their last year at a Catholic college or university, were more likely to have a GPA of 3.5 or higher than those who participated in sacraments infrequently or never. Additionally, respondents who prayed more than daily were likely to have a GPA of 3.5 or higher than those who prayed about once a day 
at least once a week or less than weekly or never. We will look more deeply into the advantages of living authentic Catholic lives for mental health and student success in future podcast episodes. For now, I'll sum up this episode by saying student success cannot be left to chance and neither can developing an active Catholic faith. Improving students' mental health and increasing a connection to Catholicism can help students to succeed in college and beyond. It can also address downward trends of mental health with a reliance on a Catholic perspective. So I'd love to hear your thoughts and observations on this topic. Please put some notes in the chat or you can DM me directly. I look forward to hearing from you. Have a great day, friends. If you are an ambitious college student who desires to leverage your God-given talents to live in beatitude and make a bold difference in the world, Dr. Virginia Cook can help you excel in your educational journey and grow in your Catholic identity. As founder of Knots Untied Coaching, Virginia offers mindset coaching from an authentically Catholic perspective and collegiate success and well-being strategies for happy, healthy, and holy living. Want to stay connected? Visit KnotsUntied.com to learn how to join an amazing community of like-minded Catholic college students and their parents. You can also follow her on Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook. Check out the show notes for links and special offers.